0: Unbelievable right there, Justin Tucker, the Baltimore Ravens, walk it off against the Detroit Lions, 66 yards for the NFL record, pardon me, what an unbelievable kick from Justin Tucker, he needed every inch, and uh, I'm a Lions fan, we'll discuss the delay of game thing if you haven't heard about it, Uh, the Lions got screwed, alas, regardless of that, the, the ebbs and flows of that game were nice and even, both teams got lucky, both teams got unlucky, but man, Justin Tucker, nobody deserves <clears throat> to have that record like that guy. He had, at one point, the longest active streak of road kicks made. He missed a kick in this game, which he never does. He's the greatest kicker in NFL history. Congrats to him. This is interesting to see. A daily sports podcast about news, narratives, takes, and gambling. I'm Nick, and it is a Football Monday. It is the last Football Monday. Next Monday will be Football Monday. we were going to... the T. It, it, it's just like uh, the Green Day guy in September it's over when September ends or whatever So for the last football Monday Justin Tucker the Ravens they move to two and one they defeat the Detroit Lions they stave off an upset they have a big game next week I forget who it's against but it was a bit of a trap game for the Ravens and they moved to two and one Justin Tucker if you've ever been mad at a kicker on TV just make a kick well you can't can't be, can't be mad at him. He's the goat and he missed a kick and he looked like hey Justin Tucker missed a kick. Unbelievable! They they end up winning that game, but we're going to start today in college football. I want to talk about something that's incredibly frustrating with the the college football system, the way that it's set up, and that is the style points uh, for who's going to get into the playoff and whatnot. Notre Dame defeats Wisconsin. I'm going to pull it up here. I think it was something like uh, 41-13. Uh, that sounds about right. That score is in no way indicative to how tight the game was. I believe, if memory serves, early in the fourth quarter. The, the Badgers took a 13-10 to 10 lead, and then in the ensuing kickoff, Notre Dame player Tyree, I think, housed the kickoff, and it's 17-13, midway through the fourth, and Wisconsin's going to try to come back and answer. Uh, and then out of nowhere, the game balloons to 14-31. to 31. Obviously, that's not what it looked like. However, a couple things happened. Uh, hold on, I'm going to pull it up. I want to see the drive-by-drive stats so we can get the exact information because facts, you know arguably important though not super important. There were a couple pick sixes that Notre Dame made late in the game to defeat Wisconsin one of which I think happened w- with less than 60 seconds left in the game and what you would teach uh, the person who intercepted it let's find his name Drew White um, what you would teach Drew White in the NFL as we've seen recently with giving teams the ball back is get the ball go down we'll take a knee let's control the situation no real threat of Wisconsin coming from behind to win 1334 and you can't get mad at Drew White. He's not running up the score. And these are scholarship athletes. This is Wisconsin. This isn't Presbyterian. You know, like you're trying, to, you're trying to win a football game. Nothing against him at all. However, what I don't like is the incentive to run up the score against your opponent when the incentive should be to win a football game. That's just, it's bad coaching to, to say to Drew White, you did a good job housing that kick. That's not factually accurate. What he should have done is go down. No question. Uh, The previous possession was another pick six. Jack Kaiser had a 66-yard interception return. It was sweet. With two minutes and 13 seconds left, I have no idea how many timeouts Wisconsin had at that point in time. If they had all three, you can say, yeah, return as as long as you want. Get into field goal range. Neither of those needed to be returned, and you can't take anything away from Notre Dame because Notre Dame's incentive is, again, the most important thing to them is going to be they need to kick Wisconsin's ass so that when it comes down to it, if they drop a game later in the year, they can say, yeah, but look, we kicked Wisconsin's ass. That's weirdly, from a game theory standpoint, that that's makes me feel weird. And this is, not, this is just the most recent example. This happens a lot. Alabama needs to beat the team that they're playing by 70 points. If they're playing a cupcake, they got to crush them. If they're playing Vanderbilt, if they play Vanderbilt this year, which I hope to God they don't, they have to run it up. And I don't feel bad for Vanderbilt. That's not what this is about. What I feel bad for is that this, we've incentivized these ass whoopings so that later in the year, we can just box score hunt because this game was not 41 13. This game was much closer. Wisconsin was put in a position where they have to throw. We all know Wisconsin football, they can't throw. They don't do that with, yeah, with like, what, what are we looking at? Um, Notre Dame blew the game open with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. They got, I think it must have got like a three and out or a defensive stand. And at, at some point, it was 24 13. Damn, multiple possessions. Wisconsin's going to start throwing the ball and they're going to be awful. That's not what they do. But Shouts to Notre Dame is a big, big victory for them. No, I can't tell if they're good or bad. I did not think that they would win. And um, I would say that they got outplayed, but they didn't. It was just a damn good football game for a long time. But it's just a weird situation that college football has put us in where a committee is going to select the winner, so we have to care about the final score. Weird. Anyway, that was my little opening rant. Let's talk about what else happened in the world of football. Let's do some quick college notes. Just quick, 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 quick. Uh, Spencer Rattler got his own program. His own home crowd. He remember Spencer Rattler came into the season as the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman and the odds-on favorite to be selected first overall in the NFL draft. He threw an interception and let's check uh, here. He threw that in interception here, here in NorCal. Listen, we want Caleb. As as That's we a Caleb, as in Caleb Williams. That was his home crowd. The Oklahoma Sooners. They survived West Virginia. West Virginia did outplay Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler is not good. The scouting report on him is that he thinks he's too cool for school. And, uh, yeah, that so far seems to be the case. Other big news in college football, NC State finally gets the monkey off their back against Clemson. Clemson ranked in the top 10. However, they are not a top 10 team. They're a top 20 team. I think them and Notre Dame are probably about the same. Like Auburn, Penn, like Penn State may be good. There's, there's a bunch of – there's there's about 40 teams that are in the top 20 this year in, on any given week. But uh, Oklahoma – or, excuse me, Clemson didn't look great. NC State's almost beat them a couple times with Trevor Lawrence and, and people – They get down to kick a game-winning field goal with a couple seconds left. The kick misses it at home. It's so sad, but then they rally back in overtime. They give up a touchdown. They score a touchdown, which was one of the sickest touchdowns I've seen from NC State. And can I describe to you how I can't believe they made that play? That's not an NC State kind of pass. It was awesome. And uh, then they hold against D.J. Uyunglele. Clemson. Alabama looks nowhere near as good as Alabama has looked for a long time. Clemson looks bad compared to Clemson standards. This is a three or four loss team this year if they play in uh, the Big Ten, the SEC, or maybe even the Pac-12. They don't look great. NC State is the highest ranked ACC team at this point in time. They're ranked 23rd. They are 3-1 and one with one road ass kicking against Mississippi State earlier this year. All right, let's move to pro football, which is what... Most people want to talk about, uh, quick note, people are going to talk about the officiating in the Lions game. There appeared to be a pretty egregious um, delay of game penalty that was not called against the Ravens. Lamar Jackson takes a snap a couple seconds after the clock expired and throws it out of bounds. It's like, hey, maybe we can get closer. Nope, it's covered, throw it out. That would have been a 10-second runoff. They snapped, the clock, they snapped the ball with seven seconds left. It would have been a 10-second runoff and the Reds would have lost the game. It sets up the Justin Tucker kick, which is going to go down in NFL history. It's the longest kick uh, ever made in professional football. 66 yards, 66.00001 yard as it bounced off the upright and tumbled through the posts. So I do care about this. I don't care about this. Like, as a Lions fan, I feel bad. But the, the thing that I, to remember is that this is a super fixable problem. I don't understand. Everybody's going to say the mechanics. The way the delay of game works is you cross your arms. Or, uh, yeah, you look at the clock. Then you look and see if the ball is snapped. You know, in baseball, they solved this problem by having a buzzer, like an alarm clock. What an easy fix that would be. Anyway, I digress. Let's go on to other stories. Uh, a couple stories and narratives I want to start that I haven't seen online as much as I should. The Buffalo Bills moved to 2-1. and one. Uh, they, It's not a soft 2-1. and one. So they opened the season against the Steelers and they lost a close game to the Steelers. The final score was 23 to 16 weird crap. Hope happens on opening weekend. Since then they beat the dolphins 35 to nothing. A lot of people p- picked the dolphins to go to the playoffs this year. Then they host the Washington football team and Josh Allen did not play great against the Steelers. He did not play great against the dolphins. The defense carried the team that day. He played great against the Washington football team. They win this game 43 to 21. These are college scores. These games felt like college games. Washington's defense was supposed to be incredible. <clears throat> Josh Allen was 32 for 43 for 358 fifty-eight, four passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Whoa. Not a lot of people are going to be talking about that, but they lit up. They lit up their opponents this week, or the last two weeks. Unbelievable. Other narratives that are going to be going on. Uh, let's talk about the rookie quarterbacks. They all suck and not a little. They all suck a lot. We have been spoiled in recent years with rookie quarterbacks coming out of the gate at least the highly touted ones and they look good at least for their rookie year uh off the top of my head you would say that Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott looked good right away Jared Goff not so much but then he eventually looked good in year two um Kyler Murray looked good right away Josh Allen looked like maybe he was going to be good right away uh we saw Deshaun Watson he looked good right away at least like one or two of them, Joe Burrow looked good right away. Justin Herbert looked good right away. We really enjoy when that kind of thing happens this year. They are utter garbage. Trevor Lawrence probably is going to be the least talked about, but the most disappointing. And I think the reason it'll be the least talked about is people are starting to understand that urban Meyer is just over his skis and he's just not intellectually capable of doing this right now. People that are that type a personality can't coach in the NFL, but Bears fans have been clamoring and clamoring and clamoring for Justin Fields. I think that the coaching staff in Chicago has been like, I don't know if he's ready Our offensive line isn't good. And then they put him out there against the Browns. And I think I could be wrong, but let's let's go through the stats in this game. These are real stats in a professional football game. The Bears moved the ball for 47 yards of total offense. Did you hear that? 46 of those yards were rushing yards. Do you want me to repeat that? Rookie quarterback Justin Fields on the day passed for one yard. He was, and that's because other people suck, but he was 6 of 20 for 68 yards. Guys. And I, how much of that's on him is unclear, but a lot of it, like, a lot of it, because they had Andy Dalton, and he, Andy Dalton played against good teams. Like, that is a holy crap situation. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo played against the Packers last night. It was a great game. That was a great Sunday night football game. I'm not going to analyze that. Everyone's going to be talking about that game. The Niners gave Aaron Rodgers 30 seconds. He drove down, got a game-winning field goal. Garoppolo looked good, but everybody wants Trey Lance to be in the game. Hasn't looked good. It doesn't look like he can quite grasp it. I do think that Trey Lance is going to be good. He's just, he played FCS, and he took a year off, and he played one game. He's like a child. He's like only played, I'm going to say like 17 high-level college football games, and that's FCS. He's, He's a child. He's got a long way to go. The biggest disappointment so far and the one that people are going to be talking about the most aggressively is going to be Zach Wilson of the Jets. He, folks, just looks like he can't do it. Um, and everybody, I think Adam Gase is gone from New York. So you can't blame Adam Gase, but man, Zach Wilson looks bad. I think that he's got clear arm talent. He just looks a little late on things. To be fair, which is what you're supposed to say in these situations, that's sort of the interesting to see counterpart. You say interesting to see, and then someone says, to be fair, uh, to be fair, he has played against uh, some incredible defenses to start the year. I thought, my preseason prediction, the Panthers would have the best defense in the NFL. That looks like a pretty good take. Then he played the Patriots, who own rookie quarterbacks in general, but then they finally have good players again. And then the Broncos, who have probably, if if the Panthers don't have the best defense in the NFL, the Broncos do. So it's not a great start for him. He is going to have some uh, winnable defenses coming up. Titans, Falcons, uh, Bengals down the road. So we'll see, but that's that's something that people are going to be talking about today is how just utter garbage the rookie quarterbacks look right now, except for Mac Jones, who looks tight. Saints whooped the Patriots' ass. So everybody talks about Bill Belichick versus rookie quarterbacks. Do you know Sean Payton, I'm pretty sure, is something like 16-1 against rookie quarterbacks. He may improved on that yesterday by uh, defeating the Patriots and their rookie quarterback. The Bengals look legit. I'm just going to see other storylines. Okay, so let's let's talk about something that I find fascinating that other people is going to get buried in stuff. Right now, the New York City football teams, this is an actual opinion of mine. If they formed an all-star team, they would not win any division. <laughs> That's a real take. But I want to talk about what's going on in New York. Um, because as a fan, all you can hope for going into a season is that maybe we can play some meaningful football. Maybe we'll have something on the line in November or December. As a Lions fan, I just want, you know, week 16. I want to go into week 16, 17, 18 with like, maybe we can make the playoffs. The bar is that low for some bad franchises since the 2016 season with Eli Manning, when they made the playoffs and they were one of the best teams in football with, I think they were 11 and five or 12 and four. They were really, really good football team. Um, if you remember they, in the off season, they went out and spent a bunch of money and just bought a defense since that year, 2017 to now here are essentially their first seven to 10 games of the season. In 2017, they started 0-5. They eventually fell to 1-8. and 8. 2018, 0-2 to 1-7. and 7. 2019, 0-2 to 2-11. and 11. 2020, 0-5 to 1-7. 2021, the Giants have started 0-3. That's a tweet from Big Game Bengal. Of course, the Giants, they won some games down the stretch last year, but the point I'm making right now is that they have not played meaningful football late in the year in forever. Last year, they did because six wins was good enough to win the division, which is disgusting, but that's not the same thing. They look utterly awful, and they are right now. In my opinion, for real, the worst franchise in professional football. They have no idea what they're doing. They haven't had a relevant season in forever. They fire coaches too quickly. They hold on to GMs for too long. They make stupid draft decisions. They make stupid quarterback decisions. They feel old school and maybe like a little racist. Uh, they're garbage. They're just an absolutely garbage organization. and I can't believe it. They're such a well founded group. And this is, you know, it's karma for John Mara being the guy that makes us deal with the taunting rules. what a what honestly it's it's just really weird what a mess they've become and now they have joe judge and for those of you that follow the nfl joe judge is just matt patricia same same crap different year they hate playing for him he sucks they lost to the falcons yesterday and they could only score 14 points on the falcons and the falcons are their defense on paper is the worst defense in the nfl and that's on paper matt ryan looks like he's washed the giants they held the falcons to 17 points you can hang your hat on that they are They're bad. I mean, it's just a weird thing. The Jets are rebuilding and they're trying hard and they're trying to get their crap together and they made a good hire, it looks like, or whatever. But the New York Giants are the worst organization in professional football at this point in time. It is astounding. All right, we'll catch up on some quarterback news right now. There are two guys in the same division that are very clearly the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford lit up the Bucks yesterday. The Bucks defense, the Bucks defense, the Bucs defense. They didn't have Jason Pierre-Paul, but they had Bita Vea, They had Ndamukong They had Golston. They have those linebackers. Man, Matthew Stafford. I have been watching him for years, and I understand that like, he never needed weapons. Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate in their prime are better than anybody the Rams have ever had or will ever have. He had a great defense. He had Ndamukong Suh and DeAndre Levy and Cliff Averill and Glover Quinn and Darius Slay and Ziggy Ansah all in a good spot. He had relevant offensive lines occasionally. What he needs is he's like a pitcher. And every now and then, if you watch baseball, a pitcher just doesn't have it comes out and you're like, well, they're hitting my stuff today. And what he needs is a coach that can draw up 10 to 20 plays in a game where he doesn't have to think and just throw the ball to the open guy. He'll be so open. That's what he's needed. And now that he has that, he looks like the best player in the NFL. And he is. And I bet on him to win MVP, and I'm very happy with that because he's going to play Aaron Rodgers down the stretch, and it's going to be a big primetime game, and it's going to be sweet. The Rams beat the Bucks 34-24. The other player that looks like the MVP is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray looks outstanding. Now, the, the Cardinals' schedule has been kind of strange. They, they annihilated the Jaguars yesterday. The Jaguars put up a good effort. Uh, final score was 31-19. The Jags did have a kick six. Shouts to J- Jamal... I forget. He used to play for the Lions. I don't know. He's a really good kick returner. He had a kick six on a 68-yard attempt for Matt Prater. Poor Prater watched Justin Tucker beat his record, and then he attempted to beat the record again, and it just didn't work out. Kyler Murray, 28 for 34, unbelievably efficient, Uh, 316 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, but it was really great. He also ran for a touchdown. He looks really good, guys. Um shouts to Derek Carr who looks good uh everybody thought that the Chiefs would be in last place this so far this year right they fall to the Chargers Herbert is incredibly talented but he's got a defensive head coach so we'll just set the over under on that guy getting fired at three years he's such a genius I don't care yeah he's a defensive head coach like I don't know what you gotta see like if you have a young quarterback who's really good like the Lions prove that I mean the Chargers are going to prove that if you have a quarterback hire an offensive coach stop stop doing this a uh, couple a couple news notes <laughs> The first thing is that the NFL Sunday ticket package is looks like direct TV is gonna lose it, but if they don't, the Athletic is reporting that finally, for the first time, for the love of God, if Apple or Amazon get it, they are going to allow people to buy a one team only package. Oh my God, thank you. Other another no uh news bit is that there's gonna be a Monday night football game on wildcard weekend. People are complaining about rest. Who cares? You play on Monday night, you get one less day of rest. That is what it is. Jim Ursay has a band, it is hilarious it's not great it's hilarious and i want to finish on well wait what i gotta finish on something else i do want to finish on the yankees they they dropped a ball listen two two pitches hit in the air out to shallow left gallo on the move for it oh boy oh no he dropped it oh <laughs> uh. The second base is in time. They scored. They tied the game. The Red Sox eventually ended up winning the game, I believe. I don't know or care, but I just find that hilarious. I actually, you know what? Let's finish on some positive news. I want to point out some uh, narrative situations happening in college football. This is for PFF Anthony, Maryland quarterback. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I'm going to guess because I know some some people from the South Pacific Islands. Taulia Tagovailoa, which is Tua Tagovailoa's younger brother who got quote-unquote recruited to Alabama, then transferred to Maryland. He has an 86th grade, according to PFF, for Maryland. Maryland looks like they have themselves a quarterback, and you've got to pay attention to this guy. I'm rooting for him. His brother got all the stories in Alabama and didn't even give him a shake because they get all these recruits. Now he's in Maryland, and he's tearing it up. Uh, shouts to Taulia to, to Tagovailoa. It's an inspiring situation to see. That guy chose to go to Maryland. You know why he did it? Because he loved the coach. That coach is from Alabama. He loved that guy. What a great football weekend this was. We'll break down some more narratives in Monday Night Football. Coming up tomorrow, it's Eagles and Cowboys. Eagles, they get their ass kicked in a dome every single year, at least one time. Who's it going to be? It's either got to be Dallas, it's got to be Detroit, or it's got to be Vegas. Is it going to be tonight? We'll review that tomorrow. We'll also get a little deeper dive into college football because we always gloss over it, you know, because the NFL. This is interesting to see. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Force your family to watch watch it. Download it, undownload it, redownload it. YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Thanks for hanging out. Be back and Better Than Ever tomorrow.